where we talk about an anime that came out in the year 2000 or something. I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. And here we are again. We made it to episode two. We recorded uh, episode one last week. We've already come across a problem. Lindsay, I'm going to say it. You just helped me with my <laughs> pronunciation. Inuyasha. Inuyasha. That's correct? Correct. Okay. I thought it was Inu Yasha for a bit. Inu. Inu? Okay. Inu Yasha. Not Inu Yasha, which I sometimes say. Right. Okay. Got it. And sometimes um, I hear characters in the English dub say it the wrong way. Yes. And then uh, other times they say it the correct way. Anyway, we're here to talk about episode two, Seekers of the Sacred Jewel. Do you like this episode? I do. Oh boy, I was real <laughs> worried about this one initially. It kind of suffered from second episode syndrome, which some shows do, and they feel the need to rehash everything they did in the first one. With the exception of the rosary, the necklace, whatever that thing is, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it is just, um, uh, what's her name? Kagome? No. Kaede? Kaede. Recapping the rules of this world while Kagome listens. And they sit down in her little hut and say, Yo, oh, by the way, you're the reincarnation, blah, blah, blah. Oh, we also get new information about the sacred jewel, which I appreciated. Said so not only monsters are going to be after this, but men with evil hearts. In the Lord of the Rings mythos, called the Herodream, you perhaps recall in the Two Towers when Faramir. Shoots that guy off the elephant. Yes, they're the ones with the elephant. Yes, and there's a little stream of blood coming out of his mouth, and that's how you know that person's dead. (laughs) Oh, the two towers. (laughs) Okay, but the second episode starts off where the first one left off, and Kugome is being chased by Inuyasha, and he's... Is it fair to say he's trying to kill her? Um, I'd say it's very fair to say he's targeting her. Is he doing his attack at her? His, uh, what's the the Iron Reversal? Iron Reversal Stealer? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, not very nice. <laughs> and I think that first one, I think she just kind of luckily tripped over those bones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because it did take off some hair. <laughs> her clumsiness saves her. Which I feel 
I'm going to predict her clumsiness is going to save her a lot of the time. She is not quite as clumsy as other characters, like Sailor Moon. Sailor Moon's clumsy? Sailor Moon is a terrible klutz. <laughs> and a crybaby. <laughs> I really got to watch this show. <laughs> um, but she's, I don't know, she's um, relatable. I think so. Very relatable. Other than, I think, we'd be terrified if we were actually uh, thrown into this situation that she's ill-equipped to deal with this. I don't think I mentioned it last episode when we recorded, but what doesn't make this whole thing hokey is how on board she is with everything. It's real easy to do that thing where uh, she doesn't take the mythical stuff seriously and then is thrown into a world where it's very serious but she still doesn't believe it. In this show, she believes it. It doesn't take much for her to do it. Like in um, Big Trouble in Little China. Did you ever see that movie? I did not. <laughs> Kurt Russell is a kind of a John Wayne-type American who stumbles into this world of Chinese mythology. But at the very beginning, he has this speech about you'd be stupid to think there aren't crazy things in this world. So it's believable later when he's getting shot by lightning and getting beaten up by uh, crazy Chinese uh, Kung Fu masters. He's just not like, well, I better solve this problem. (laughs) But okay. She drops the jewel. It's not going to be the first time in this episode that she lets the jewel (laughs) out of her hand. It's after Lady Kaide puts the, the necklace around Inuyasha. Why she didn't do that a long time ago, I'm not sure. Maybe She couldn't activate it without her sister, we know that. But at least put it around his dead body, up against the tree. Well, he was under a spell, what was the point? <laughs> she didn't know any girl from the future was going to fall down a well and I'm pull out saying. an arrow. Just have two things. Just have a backup plan. That was the backup plan. I guess so. It didn't take much to put it around his neck. She did it pretty easily while he was distracted and running after Kagome. Oh, he did. I'd never, like, realized it before, but, like, when the villagers were trying to attack him and help Kagome, he didn't attack the villagers. He just cut down some trees to block them. And so it's like, okay, his murderous intent is really only for Kagome. Yeah, very true. So he's not out to kill. He doesn't care who gets in his way. He's not. He's not the worst person in the world. Yeah. We'll say that. And I guess we don't know for sure he's trying to kill Kagome. He could, certainly. Maybe he's just trying to hurt her, knock her down, threaten her, take the jewel. But he gets the necklace. Uh, is there another name for a necklace? A necklace just sounds so stupid. Well, she calls it a rosary. Okay, good. Yeah. I was hoping I didn't make that up. Uh, he gets the rosary around his neck, and she she calls out to Kagome to say the binding word. Is that what it's called? Yes, the word of subjugation. The word of subjugation. doesn't tell her what it is because I don't think it matters. Or she has to make it her own, I perhaps. think she has to make it her own. Because okay. she just said, say a word, any word. What? And I was real worried for the jewel at this point because when she drops it, it falls across a rickety <laughs> wooden bridge. Jesus. <laughs> Can you pick that up? But she yells, sit. <laughs> and it works. <laughs> and he falls face first into the ground. Oh, man. This, 
this is going to come back time and time again, I'm sure, throughout the show. And, oh, I've already forgotten. Jeez, my memory is, like, falling apart. Does he fall through the bridge? Yes. Okay, good. She says it uh, more than once. Yes. <laughs> and it does break to get him that to a boy. rickety old bridge. Uh, to get him to obey. And still worried about the jewel, that it's going to fall with him off the bridge. Really, it should have. It was right next to that hole. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's slamming his face into it pretty hard. And it was a pretty rickety bridge. It looks pretty old and and rotten. There's a lot of moisture around there, I'm sure, because it's over a river. But the jewel was safe. Yeah. And cut to uh, Lady Kaide's house, the little hut. And the villagers are putting back together their village. I appreciated that shot because it's really... All that stuff happened in the previous episodes. Uh, We have to show uh, the cost of this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I did appreciate that they left the tear in the side of her uniform. Right. Where the jewel came out. I like that they left it in for the whole episode. And we get our second zoom out fourth wall joke in this scene, too, where she looks and we zoom out and see that is there. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> Can you think of a name for these jokes? So I want every episode to have at least one. She doesn't go to Does she go to sleep or is it the next day already? She shouldn't have this many questions. Uh, she does. Yeah, she does go to sleep because those crows are watching her as she sleeps. Right. Okay. And Inuyasha chases them away. And then uh, she's walking around looking at the village and they're still unsure about her. But then the whole rumor that she is the reincarnation of the sacred priestess Kikyo... They give her all those offerings, all that food. (laughs) I think about this point I started liking the episode. It gets really funny. And (laughs) she sits down, eat all that food. Inuyasha is up in the tree and invites him down Mm -hmm. to have... What is that thing they're eating? Is it a big piece of bread? No, that is a daikon radish. A Japanese radish. He starts to eat. At that point, she asks him, do you hate me? And without missing a beat, he's like, more than you know. (laughs) Oh, the night before when Inuyasha was hanging around and they're like, what are you doing here? He did not know Kikyo was dead. Oh, right. And he kind of made a joke about that because he wasn't sure that she died of her wounds. And like, ah, she must have kicked off uh, sometime. She must be 110. Oh, no, she, she's dead. Ah. <laughs> mm. Whenever, whenever Kikyo's mentioned, he usually does kind of go off and sulk. Interesting. Like, um, you know, when she was like, do you really hate me? I'm not Kikyo. And as soon as she mentions Kikyo, he hops back in the tree. Mm-hmm. And, like, turns his back to her. <laughs> I was going to ask you, is the appeal of this whole thing similar to Beauty and the Beast? There's this uh, crazy dog-like boy who can murder you, but you have a certain amount of power over him. And he's going to grow to love you eventually because of this. <laughs> um, I think they do a really great job with Inuyasha not doing 
too much too fast. Like, I think their character development is great. It's not like, um, like Fushigi Yugi, for example, um, is another kind of girly anime where a girl goes back in time. Um, and by episode four, she's confessing her love to this boy. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'll agree to that. That they, it's more plot heavy, so they're they can contrive reasons for these characters to interact with each other, and that's where all of the the romance is going to. And they, as they learn more about each other, and because there's oh gosh, there's so much <laughs> that is in store for you. I cannot wait. Um, so many episodes. <laughs> But I think they do a really great job. I mean, like, right now, they really don't like each other. Yep. Kagome is a very nice girl who's trying to make the best of a bad situation. Yes. So she goes and tries to to befriend him, but she also doesn't tolerate, um, you know, being talked down to. No. Like, he's yelling at her, and she's just like, oh, all right, I'm done. And we know she's a good person in this episode because she tries to save that little boy. Yes. In the river. I think it's called a kappa. Oh. <laughs> uh, but they're not used to, to people swimming, I guess. I guess so. They were afraid of water back then, maybe? Or that particular river, perhaps. She gets homesick after this little lunch and tries to find the well again to get back home. Yes. I don't know if that counts as a refusal of the call in Joseph Campbell terms, but in the monomyth, you can't go home too early uh, or else uh, there are severe consequences. They don't punish her too bad for this. She just gets kidnapped by the aforementioned <laughs> evil men who are also looking for the sacred jewel uh, and uh, then rape-shamed <laughs> as they talk about, uh, well, you shouldn't have been wearing this. You didn't expect Look at this. They to were wearing. Jesus Christ! And then, yeah. I mean, their <laughs> armor didn't cover much either. Yeah, look who's talking, diaper boy. <laughs> but then, uh, the the greatest thing in the world happens: uh, a giant zombie man <laughs> comes <laughs> to try to cut off her head and take the jewel. Yep. <laughs> Get it in one stroke, boss. Jesus Christ! And then. I'm guessing the crow can't control the body too well because he accidentally cuts down. <laughs> like, oh, I missed. <laughs> and it gets horribly violent immediately. And it quickly becomes the greatest episode of all time as they're running around this <laughs> small little hut trying to dodge. And the henchmen are like, Boss, what are you doing? <laughs> and then they... All start hiding behind Kagome. Yes. This is how you know she's a good person because yeah. she's trying to protect them. And she's one of them was injured, and, and she's she got him, him, you know, carrying him up on her shoulder, and everyone's just hiding behind them. Yeah. <laughs> and every time she moves, they go. <laughs> but we all know um, Inuyasha has to find find her eventually and save her. I'm glad that they left her on her own for a little bit, but I think it's not that he wants to save her, but that he wants the jewel and doesn't want the demon to get the jewel. Oh, and her brilliant idea, since he's after the jewel, is to throw it out the window. <laughs> uh, yeah, the second not very smart thing to do. <laughs> I guess it did save her life. 
Maybe I'm too worried about that jewel. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was... Uh, she should have just hopped out the window. <laughs> it had to contrive a reason for the crow to get the jewel. And I guess this is acceptable. Because it leads to more great things. I agree. It's like, that's, that's not very smart. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's got the jewel. Now, here's my question. Why does he bring her along at that point when they're chasing after the crow? At that point, he's like, okay, well, if you are the reincarnation of Kikyo, oh, she can also see the jewel. That's what I was wondering. If it's she's the only one who could see the jewel the when it's in flesh. Swallowed, yeah. Yes. The crow swallowed it. She can tell. She sees like little shiny, things, mm-hmm. so she can tell where the jewel is. Okay, good. So she's also supposed to be a great archer, and I think Inuyasha was counting a little too much on that <laughs> when he saw the bow and arrow, and he goes, oh, oh, this is perfect. She can see where the jewel is. She can just shoot down the crow. I was very happy at this, too, because it's, uh, it's not something she's good at immediately. She has to learn how to be good in this world. Or, uh, in her case, she uses her modern ingenuity or her quirkiness to solve situations that characters in this world wouldn't normally think of. Uh, good stuff. Uh, we'll get to uh, specifics in a little bit. But uh, before we leave the scene entirely, I just wanted to once again say how awesome it is that a crow makes a nest in a human heart <laughs> and can control the body. Ugh. Yes, corpse and- crow. <laughs> And he punches it out of the corpse. <laughs> but so they're pursuing the crow, and Inuyasha—you say his name—Inuyasha—gets fed up with uh, how bad she is at being an archer, and just decides to get it himself. Oh, but I love that build-up where he's like, "Come on, she was a master archer. You can do this." And so she's like, "Kikyo, if your spirit's <laughs> really with me, you know, guide this arrow and." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a complete setup for a final. Like, Let my arrow be true. Oh, oh. <laughs> and then Justina Yasha just stops and just falls flat. Like what? <laughs> I got it. And then the crow, uh, who's been growing this whole time because it has the jewel, picks up a small child to presumably eat the heart out of and take control of, <laughs> or just eat because it's hungry. <laughs> I think it was just a snack. Because okay. I think Inuyasha was making comments about how gluttonous it was. <laughs> Great. He does his attack, and uh, it falls in the river, right? Oh, yes. With the child. Yes, and then she goes after the child instead of the uh, crow with the yes. jewel. He's yelling at her, get the jewel, idiot. That's the one line I liked out of the English dub. I'm starting to get used to that voice actor, whatever his name is. That he Richard is, Cox. Yeah, I'm getting used to him. She saves the kid after being called a cap of like five times. <laughs> I really thought they were going to lynch her at this point. That seemed like a setup. To, <laughs> nope. Oh, she the show's the child. <laughs> the show's better than that. Lindsay, I don't know if you're aware of this. <laughs> um, she sees um, severed crow foot and another bow and arrow. And completely unexpected uh, solution to all of this is for her to tie the foot to the arrow and shoot it at the crow who is flying away. And, reformed. And of the it's jewel. genius. 
But of course, it comes at a great price because it uh, shatters the jewel into a thousand pieces. And it goes all over Japan. Yep. <laughs> but I think that's also a good thing because you can't just have a show where she has to protect the jewel. Oh no, she dropped the jewel again. Now they're looking for pieces. It's sort of like, uh, did you ever watch the show The Pirates of Dark Water? Yes! Okay, where they have to find the 13 treasures to get dark water. Blah, 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 blah. I don't remember the show too well. But that was the plot of that one. Or Sonic the Hedgehog, if you will. Every time Knuckles... Drinks? No, not the rings. <laughs> well, the uh, Chaos Emeralds. Every time Knuckles punches the Master Emerald, it shatters into a bunch of pieces. So. It's not a podcast about Sonic <laughs> But I, I think I keep forgetting that only Kagome can see the jewel because they don't notice initially that it's been shattered. They just think it's landed somewhere. And then you know, they go to pick it up. And it's like, very, very tiny. Uh-oh. <laughs> what do you mean, uh-oh? <laughs> what? What do you mean? Uh oh. And then credits roll. And that's where uh, that's the whole setup for our whole adventure is finding those jewel shards and putting it back together. Awesome. And are they ever going to say, or have they already, how many pieces? They don't. Okay. But there are many, many pieces. That's <laughs> probably a good thing. So they don't have to put a finite number on. Like, oh, we have 13 out of 14, but we have five episodes, so we have to drag this out. So, as many episodes as you need. But you mentioned uh, maybe off mic, maybe last episode, I'm not sure, that there are going to be some filler episodes, some bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> How many? Oh, I don't, I don't even know. I'll point them out as we come across them. (laughs) But it's not there. I mean, you've got the overall story arc of we need to find all these jewel shards, but then you also have other smaller and you're going to meet so many different characters with their own little story arks. Um, and it, there's not, they don't find a jewel every episode. Okay. It's another thing I really like about this. Or like maybe they're going to be like trying to get these, you know, two jewel shards over like a couple episodes. You know, it's a, it's not just a, it's not very formulaic. It's not like, okay, this episode we find a jewel shard, we fight for possession of it, we win. Oh. It's not like that. Okay. Very exciting. Yeah. what the show has in store for <laughs> Now, listeners, this is the point in the show where I look over my notes and see if I missed anything. Let me look. Oh, in the English dub, he says hella nasty. Which I went, oh. <laughs> they also say sit boy instead of just sit. Yeah. Probably to fill in the amount of time that they had to record that. It's less good. Her just saying sit is simple. Yes. Don't need anything else. Don't need to reinforce uh, the fact that he's part dog. In comedy, they call that putting a hat on it. Don't need to put a hat on a joke. <laughs> it's 
Speaking of hat, though, <laughs> there might be an episode where he wears a hat. Oh. <laughs> Is that the whole episode? So they might literally put a hat on it. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Uh, okay, I think that uh, covers the second episode, Seekers of the Sacred Jewel. Uh, Lindsay, is there anything else you want to say about it? I'm I'm excited for the next one. I watched the preview and I remember who's in it, so I'm very excited. Can't wait for Boomerang Lady to show up. I think you're going to be waiting till like episode 24. Fuck. <laughs> right. They do, there are a lot of characters, but they do introduce them very slowly. They don't just, you know, bombard you with here's the 20 characters in one episode. I, I mean, see. they do build up to it, and it does feel like it happens very naturally. Okay. Well, I as well am very excited. It sucks that we only um, record one episode every week, otherwise I'd watch five more episodes of this show. <laughs> but I can't get too far ahead. So, join us next week for the third episode. And in about 12 years, we'll get through the show. <laughs> uh, I'm Sean. I'm Lindsay. Bye.